listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. As you know, we have different types of topics related to client development and sales and business development on this show. And one of those today that we're talking about is social media. Our topic title for today is Getting Attention on Social Media with Joel Lalji. Now, Joel is the business development director of Hirewell in Chicago and also a lead recruiter in the HR practice. And he's someone that I would say is indeed a credentialed expert in getting attention on social media. In fact, on LinkedIn, guess how many followers he has? As of today, it's over 173,000 followers. So he's somebody that knows something about social media. And I think you're going to get some great ideas on innovative ideas, out-of-the-box ideas on how you can get attention and the right kind of attention on social media. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. Now, make sure you connect with Joel. I'm going to put all of his information and connection information on the show notes. So when you're done listening to Joel, go ahead and go to the show notes, connect with him. And while you're at it, if you got a minute, if you got some great ideas from Joel, go ahead and write our show a nice five-star review on Apple Podcast, mentioning Joel by name. I know he'd certainly appreciate that. As always, thanks for listening. Now, here's my conversation with Joel Algy. Hey, this is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Our special guest today is Joel Lalji, who's an expert on getting attention on social media. And that's the topic of our conversation today, getting attention on social media. Joel, thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, great to be here, Scott. Honored to be on the show. And uh, hello to everybody listening and uh, viewing. Hopefully you get some value from today. That's great. Yeah. And I know if you're in the recruiting industry, you've probably heard of Joel or seen him. And he's got a pretty creative presence on social media. And that's what I want to talk with you about today, Joel. And tell us first, kind of give us an overview. What platforms are you on? And which do you think have the highest likelihood of getting you results in terms of getting attention? And we'll kind of take our conversation that way. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Uh, so primarily the, the three platforms that I focus on right now are Twitter, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Those are the yep. three. The reason I haven't gone with like Instagram and Facebook isn't really because I think that those would be invaluable. I just am not a fan of those platforms. Uh, so I've, I've chosen not to be a part. And, and I'm uh, curious, why is that? Why is that? I mean, Instagram, I just don't, I just don't like Facebook, honestly. Like, I just don't like those platforms. I think Instagram... It never really was like my type of vibe. You know, I, I think of Instagram. I saw a video recently where it's like Instagram is like, it's kind of just a show off platform. You know, like, hey, I'm going to stand in front of my Bugatti. I'm going to stand in front of my uh, huge house that I, I just sold from a real estate agent. And for me, it's a very inauthentic platform, which is why a platform like TikTok, for example, I think has kind of eclipsed it because there's a lot more people on there making kind of real and I guess raw content not as many filters and it, it kind of catches people. And again, that's why I know there's another platform called Be Real, which is out right now. Very si similar idea of like capturing people in real time without filters, without anything that is really kind of in my mind, what Instagram is known for, which is like everything has to be perfect. Those perfect moments, right. not my type of platform. 
That's interesting because I think at our base level as humans, we really do crave authenticity. So maybe they're onto something. What do you think about that? Yeah, I th- I, 100%. I think, you know, one of the things you hear a lot, and I see posts about this on LinkedIn, you know, as another example, that's one of the platforms I'm really uh, into. Like you see a lot of the, anything to do with vulnerability or people sharing about where they're really at, those posts do really well. And I think it's particularly in the workforce, when you are in a corporate environment, you're almost forced to put on a front. You know, you have like this idea of being professional, which is again, changing a lot. But what it kind of creates is it just creates this pressure to have an image of being successful, of being put together. And so I think that just creates a demand then for leaders in particular, if you're leading a company, there's a big now, I guess, pressure to be able to connect with people at a human level. And we hear, you know, we see a lot of like leaders that don't show empathy or kind mm-hmm. of are disconnected from their people. We see a lot of them kind of being put under the spotlight for the wrong reason as well. Right. That's interesting. That's very insightful, Joel. So it seems like this need that people have to be emotionally connected, to see people authentic, and what you mentioned, the vulnerability, that seems to be something that has real, real weight to it, real equity to it in terms of marketing your brand. I think so. And it's, you know, particularly when you come, when it comes to brands or obviously we're talking about B2B. B2B, I think, has always been very bland marketing, right? right. Like white papers or just, right? It's just a very kind of bland. And I think we're starting to see that transition in B2B. There's a lot of salespeople, for example, that are creating more engaging personal brands. And, and we're kind of seeing that shift almost to like a B2C mindset in B2B marketing. And LinkedIn, I think, is a platform that we're seeing that the most. But a lot of the people who do create that type of content, they have like a, a piece to it that's around personal content or like non-work content. Obviously, Gary Vee is a great example of that. Yeah, he absolutely. get personal. He never talks yeah. about really like his family or like where he lives. But there's like this non-businessy aspect to it where he's talking about topics like empathy or kindness. Yeah. And wanting to connect with people on that level as well. It's so funny because I've got two kids. My little girl is 11. My son just turned 22. And about two years ago, and and my goal for my kids is the only thing I truly care about is for them to learn how to have empathy. Mm Because if they have empathy in their lives, they can solve any problem because all problems are people problems. And I remember seeing Gary Vaynerchuk on the web and on Instagram and all the other platforms. I'm like, wow, he's got so much great wisdom. I remember telling my son, you should hear of this guy, Gary Vaynerchuk. And of course, the old man, he's not going to listen to me. Two months later, he says, oh, dad, I found this guy. He's really sick. His name's Gary V. <laughs> His name's Gary V. You should listen to him. It was the same guy. That's because hilarious. He, he's, he's, Gary V has a lot of heart in his social media content. So l- let me ask you this then. The people that are listening to this podcast, they're probably these business-minded professionals that yeah. might not even use the word sales. They say client development or rainmaking, but it's really sales. And so tell me about the surprise that you found with TikTok and how you've been able to build your business brand on TikTok. Tell me a little bit about that. I want to ask about LinkedIn also after that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so it's obviously I'm in the recruitment industry. So there's two sides of what we do, right? There's candidate development. So you've got to connect with the candidates. And then there's also the B2B selling and building relationships with clients as well. So there's always two types of people you're trying to reach. Yeah. So I think, you know, for me, TikTok has been really great actually for the candidate development. And Mm -hmm. one of the things you can do on TikTok is if you open up a business account, you start to see the analytics. And one of the things that really surprised me 
and I get this all the time. Whenever I talk about TikTok, people are like, well, it's just a bunch of teenagers dancing, right? Like right. that's the <laughs> that's what people go to, which is right. true. Like, right. you know, in 2018, 19, it was a lot of kids dancing, but you got to think it was a lot of college kids as well. And now we're three or four years past that. A lot of those college kids actually have like, you know, two to four years of experience. But there's also, it's the most downloaded app. So when I go through my contacts, pretty much all of my contacts have some sort of TikTok account. I don't know how much they're spending on there, but they're on there. So yeah. when I ran analytics on my content, I actually found that it was 75% of the people that view my content are in that 25 to 45 year uh, demographic. Wow. Teenagers was actually 0.03% of my audience, just uh, mm. just so people know. So a lot of the content I do on that platform is around you know job seeker tips, resume development. I actively push jobs on there as well. Like I've had a couple of videos, a couple, I should say, you know, eight to 10 videos over the last seven weeks that have got over a million views. Wow. And they have a call to action for the five types of positions that I recruit for, which are like HR, sales, accounting, marketing, and tech. I have a little call to action. And the amount of traffic, like I've had to take away our company link twice because we've had too many applicants coming in. Oh my gosh, wow. wow. And obviously, you know, it's inbound candidates. You know, you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. The quality isn't always there. Yeah. But you know, we've definitely we're definitely tracking how successful it's been. And we've got people interviewing. You know, the right people have been coming to us as well. Also have to filter through some of the wrong people as well. So I think B2B people are working out. But if you follow Chris Walker, for example, he's pretty big on LinkedIn. He's from Refine Labs. He runs like a demand generation marketing agency that's really geared towards SaaS companies. He's getting pretty active on TikTok and I think he started to do that because he's been seeing results, right? From right. CEOs that are kind of lurking, that are maybe interested, that are seeing that platform. So yeah, I think there's a surprise waiting there that more people are going to jump on. That's great. So what's your evolution when you got into social media? Where did you spend most of your time? Did you start out with LinkedIn? And yeah. I know you're still on there. How did you kind of evolve into finding the right platforms work for you? Yeah, I think when whenever you look at like finding the right platform, you've got to know who you're targeting. And then in some ways, you've got to experiment and figure out based on consuming content, like who else in your space is actually producing content. So if you have, let's say you're going after someone in a, a like a really niche space, I don't know, like, you know, you're selling huge machines to manufacturing companies. See if there's anyone else talking about that, like manufacturing space, do the search. Like you just search by hashtags or do the search. So the first thing to do is just figure out, is there anyone else out there that's making content like this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see like how popular they are and you start to read through the comments and just see if other people are engaging. So that's a telltale sign for me is like figuring out are the people that I'm reaching, are they spending time on the platform? Right. For me, it was pretty obvious that recruiters, HR people, those are big targets, right? I'm targeting VP of talent, VP of HR, pretty big no-brainer that they're going to be on LinkedIn. But then as I started exploring on other platforms like Twitter, for example, there's a lot of HR and TA people on Twitter. And then TikTok, that I'm still trying to figure out. But I think from the candidate side, those five areas that I mentioned, there's plenty of professionals that play in those five spaces that spend their time on TikTok as well. Yeah. So I think the big question that I would be asking anybody, you know, if they if they're unsure is just talk to the people that you're engaging with and just ask them. That's the best way. Like, hey, where do you spend? Like, hey, I'm curious, like what type of social media you use? And that people tell you, not like someone's going to hide it and be like, oh, 
I don't want to tell you. You might find that <laughs> Facebook is a great place, right? Yeah. I know like a lot of like software engineers and developers, for example, if that's who you're recruiting or wanting to connect with, they spend a lot of time on platforms like Reddit and Discord. Right. So um, for me, that's been the evolution. Like LinkedIn made sense. And then I just branched out to other social media sites. And really the inspiration behind that was I just got, I got kind of sick of just doing outbound and just focusing purely on outbound. And I started hearing about people creating video, engaging with their contacts, started getting this idea of like, you could actually develop inbound leads and people coming to you. And so I just started testing it. And then over the last three years, I've just gotten really, really good at really good writing, really good headlines, really good hooks to get people into the content. Mm-hmm. And then I've just gotten better at content. So I can bang out now on, on TikTok, for example, I can bang out seven to 10 videos a day. Wow. With ease in half an hour. That's great. Wow. But wow. it's practice, right? Like you didn't, yeah. when I started, it was one video. It took me like two hours to make because I had so many different takes on it and stuff. So let me let me ask you this. Let's just say that somebody is listening to this and some of the people we have listening, they have support teams that do this, other people don't. But if they want to start on LinkedIn and really get more visible on LinkedIn, You've got a prominent presence. And what types of posts do you think get a lot of attention and the right kind of attention? Are they controversial? Are they offering three tips to accomplish this? Are they stories? Are they humble brags? What do they call it? A humble bragging or uh, I'm proud, I'm humbled to be chosen as the- No, it's definitely humble brags. Humble brags, yeah. (laughs) What type of content do you think is a good place for people to start with? Honestly, like, I, I think like I wouldn't even focus on content start, starting off. I'd focus more on commenting and like oh, wow. engage, engaging because one of the things that's helped me a lot and one of the reasons I've learned all these platforms is like I've just spent a lot of time on the platform consuming and like understanding what type of content works. So like my advice for anyone to get started, like for example, on LinkedIn, just start commenting on the content that's already there. Because one of the things people don't understand about LinkedIn is if you comment, your network can see your comment. For example, this weekend, you, I'm pretty sure, maybe it was like I made a comment on someone else's post and then you, no, you commented on my post. But that's right. one of the things yeah. that happens a lot is like I'll make a comment on someone else's post and then that comment will get 200, 300 likes. Yeah, that's right. And then, then with that comment, I'm able to turn that into a post. So if you're like, hey, I don't really have anything to say. I don't know what to say start commenting. And I'm not saying comment, agree, great post. That's not a comment. A comment is reading the actual post and then leaving a thought or leaving some sort of comment that either adds to the conversation or changes the conversation. Maybe you put an opposing view out there. There's Mm. some great creators that are really smart with putting opposing views. They might leave a comment on someone's post that's got 300 likes and suddenly their comment has 500 likes. Right, They're able to expound on that because they know, oh, this is a popular topic. So if you're starting, just focus on 10 to 15 comments a day and start getting used to the platform. And then you'll see what works. And you'll also find out like what you're comfortable with. For some people, maybe it is a humble brag type thing. That's not my style. I go much more into humor because I've realized like my persona, like if I started putting myself out there as a thought leader and I'm doing like the air quotes, nobody's going to buy me really as a thought leader because I've got five to 10 years of experience in my field. So I'm not a thought leader in recruiting. But what I can do is talk about relatable things, be humorous. And that works really like humor is so effective on social media. But is that going to be effective for you winning business? Like, are people going to go, oh, this guy's just a joke. I don't want to do business. That's why you've got to be careful with with like 
vulnerability, humor, those types of things being, like you said, what was it? Uh, being, um, like controversial, right. Being controversial works if you want to get a bunch of views, but if you're going to be controversial, you better make sure you can back it up because you're going to get a lot of people that feel differently to you. And is that how you want to be seen as a brand, as the controversial brand? So again, that's why I think comment first and you start to get a feel for your voice. And then at the end of the day, when you do start creating and putting things out, the best thing about social media is it's pretty unlikely that you're going to go viral on your first post or maybe your 40th (laughs) post. So allow that time and go, oh, it doesn't matter if I only get three or four likes. I'm like learning how to get a, be better at writing. I'm learning how the platform works. I'm learning how to engage. But what I will say is the people who are most successful, I think, particularly on LinkedIn, are the people who have a really great reputation offline, where your connections are actually people you know, people you've worked with. Those people, when they start creating content, they see inbound leads really, really quickly because they already know people. They might get somebody they worked with five years ago that goes, oh, wow, you know, I've been wondering what you're up to. I meant to reach out, but I saw your post. I'll send you a DM. If you're starting out of obscurity like I did, it's a lot more challenging because I hadn't really accomplished that much in my career. And I wasn't a thought leader. I've only been in recruiting for five years at that point. But if you've been recruiting for 30 years, think about all the people you know. If you've been in B2B sales for 30 years, you know a lot of people. You start to show up the people you're reaching are people in your network that already respect you, that already value you. So, you know, to me, it's just the easiest way to scale yourself and stay on top of mind without sending those emails like, hey, just checking in to see if uh, what's Q2 looking like? What's 2023 looking like? That's how most people check in. That's just annoying. And everybody's doing it right now. Yeah. You put a post out there just talking about what the trend that you're seeing in the market, what are your questions your clients have, you're starting to provide value. That's a much better way to stay top of mind without hitting the inbox. And then, you know, what do you know? Two or 3,000 people, they see your name. And if you've done great work for them before, you, they'll start to reach out to you. Absolutely right. I think you've got some great wisdom in what you shared, Joel. And I think the overarching concept is that you become a big deal when enough people say that you're a big deal. And when you put that, and I like the way it's almost like an arc, that here's a way you can start just by commenting and if you've got some real substance, put content out there. Exactly. And then eventually it's going to take care of itself over time. And I like I like that. And I've seen that some surprising comments. I remember a post I put out there about counteroffers, why counteroffers are bad. I think you may have even seen that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I probably commented. It's like I'm getting like in a fist fight on LinkedIn. I mean, nobody's getting hurt, of course. But no. I mean, it got it got a little bit heated, but that's that's okay. Everybody can think anything. And I I think it's, and sometimes I even kind of, I don't mind challenging people. I don't mind being challenged as long as we have an intelligent conversation. But let me ask you this. What are the big mistakes that you see people have made or what have you learned? What are some mistakes that you've made that you've learned from that can really help people kind of shorten that learning curve, Joel? I think the biggest mistake that people make is they just give up way too quickly. And the best analogy to this is going to the gym, right? And obviously, I don't go to the gym that much as much as I should. Okay, we, we can all see that on the, on the right. vehicle. But <laughs> it's the same idea of like going to the gym for 30 days in a row isn't going to completely change your like health and fitness, right? You've got to make it a part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I saw a great quote recently by a guy called Alex Hermosi, who's like just blown up on social media. But he basically just said like, you know, once you get this idea of like something ending it becomes a lot easier to just do. 
So like a lot of people, they approach content like, oh, once I get to 100,000 followers, once I get to 50,000 followers, as if there's some endpoint. And what I did really early on, I just said, this is just a part of how I do business now. So I just said, I'm going to write. Like, I'm going to just write. I'm going to do videos. This is what I do. And so there's no finite like ending to what I'm going to do. Like in 10 years, I'll still be creating content. So I think you have to adopt that mindset. And then you have to really, the other big mistake I see is just like people get really caught up in like the ROI and like, what's the ROI? What's the ROI? And again, ROI, it's really difficult to measure with social media. You might be at a trade conference and someone might say, oh man, I've seen your content the last like six months and they've never liked your content. So it's, <laughs> yeah, this idea of measuring the ROI, like you actually will never know the full impact of what you do. But with that, Hey, look, if you've got a post that you get three likes on compared to a post that you get 1,500 likes on, if those 1,500 likes are just random people you're never going to do business with, and those three likes are CEOs that you want to do business with, yeah, those three likes are worth more than the 1,500. And so you've got to just like understand this idea of, of you know, not getting down on yourself. So being, right. being consistent, not giving up too early, and then just not being like worried about how many likes am I getting? How many comments? Is this mm-hmm. effective? It is effective, you know? And, and I think that is what I've seen over and over and over. And I see people get really excited about it and they, they decide like, I'm going to go really hard. And then 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, even like three or four years later, people will just give up. And I just think, yeah, why are you giving up on this? Like this, it's not a game to like get to a point. It's just free awareness every day. Free awareness, free awareness. That's how I look at it. It's, like with, your, it's like with your podcast, right? Too like your yeah. podcast is a great example. Everybody right now is starting podcasts, and everybody right in 2019 was starting podcasts. Everyone's always starting something. The podcasts that are going to win are the ones like yours, where you, like you enjoy the conversation. That's right. You know, yeah. you don't enjoy it you, if it's a pain every single time you type out a tweet. You're never going to stay consistent with it. So you got to find an enjoyment in there. And that's why I say like experimenting on different platforms is really key because maybe you hate video, then don't do TikToks. Maybe you really like long form content, then start a blog. You know, it's, I think enjoyment has to be there. So it's those three things, consistency, not like getting too caught up with the ROI and you've got to enjoy it. That's great. And so what advice would you give if we could kind of summarize this into three action steps? Somebody's getting started in this or they want to do a better job with this. Yeah. What would be, how would we kind of summarize this into three action steps for people? Yeah. Number one, I think you just, you need to explore and start consuming different platforms to really figure out, are my target audience there? Who else is doing this? And is there anybody that I can start to even emulate on there and kind of do a similar thing to? So if you're in, I don't know, B2B, Tech sales, look up B2B tech sales on TikTok. Look up B2B sales on LinkedIn. Like find people who are doing what you want to do, who have a similar voice, Mm -hmm. so you can get a feel for them. That's number one. Then number two is just just start commenting. Like just set a time aside, like 20 minutes in the morning, put it in your diary, right? We all know that if you don't schedule things, it's not getting done. So put it, prioritize it, put it in a diary, and then just start going through your newsfeed and aiming for. 15 to 20 comments a day. Yeah. Maybe so less you, can, you can get your iPad and take it to the gym with you and just do it while you're on the elliptical. Exactly. You know? and yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, that's, that's note to self, actually. <laughs> note, note to it's, self. Instead of consume, like I would say this, if you're consuming and reading, if you're reading articles for 15 to 20 minutes, this could be something that you could substitute because you'd still be reading something that's relevant to your industry. 
but you've gone from now just being a consumer, which like the, there is value in consuming, but there's uh, to me, there's more value in creating and comments are actually create, you're creating something, a conversation. Yeah. That's um, a great idea. That's a great idea, by the way. Well, thank you. And then uh, the third piece would be just to, to step out of your comfort zone, right? Like, cause there's time, I'm not saying like, you know, go out there and post a selfie necessarily, but like, think about where your comfort zone is. And then just think, why is this? Un-? You ask yourself, like, why is this uncomfortable? Like, if you're really uncomfortable commenting on LinkedIn, you got to ask yourself why. And I would just encourage you, like, just step out of your comfort zone, you know, because some of this stuff is kind of uncomfortable. Like, I don't think yeah. the majority of people want to put themselves out there. Right. But what I will say is once you start doing it, you realize it's not really as, like, intimidating as you thought it was. And then when you start getting positive feedback, which generally happens because you have a network of people that know you and yeah. really like you, then you get supported and you go, wow, somebody said that my comment was really great or I had a conversation. And and then you get people coming back two weeks later going, oh, the ROI is amazing. I can't believe how many conversations have started. And we just kind of, you know, we just go, yep, that's, that's what happens, right? And it's exciting. So I think just step out that comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, that's great, Joel. So tell us about, are there any offerings that you have that you'd like our listeners to know? And we'll certainly put all of your social media links on the show notes. But is there anything you want our listeners to know that you have that can benefit them? Yeah, look, obviously, I'm in the recruitment industry. So, um, you know, we have really five major areas that we focus on. I touched upon them before, but we do HR, which would be Mm -hmm. anything under the HR talent acquisition bucket. So we'll fill, you know, chief human resources officers all the way down to human resources coordinators. And we've got a tech team that does like typical tech roles, a sales team. We've got an accounting and finance team and we've got a marketing team. Anyway, these five areas. So if you have any recruitment needs, you need really good consultants. We're a group of 200. We're based in Chicago. We're growing quickly. So yeah, that would probably be my biggest ask. And my role is like, I meet with you. I just assess what your whole scope of hiring is. And then we figure out the right solution and we work with you. We got, I think we're the number one rated tech recruiting firm on G2. So if you know G2, go check us out. And then definitely follow me on social media. We've got a re- our whole agency is really good at, at recruiting content. So we've just put out a lot of like really relevant topics. We talk about a lot of conversations that maybe people don't want to talk about. So uh, connect with me over on those platforms as well. That, that's great, Joel. We'll put all that on the show notes. Thank you for being a great guest on our show and for sharing all of your wisdom with us today, Joel. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. And thanks for everyone for listening if you made it this far. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com. rainmakingpodcast.com.